0: It's now been just over a day since the Duluth Police Union uh, and Sergeant Matt McShane have released their long-winded and not-proved story of what happened in Duluth supposedly two nights ago, where 17 shots were fired in Duluth, um, and the responding officer took to a Facebook post to anonymously... Write a story about how, throughout the 17-shot shootout in Duluth, that we would um, not only not hear anything about this crime, uh, as the media seems to no longer care about crime. It wasn't explicitly stated like that, but that was the insinuation that I got out of it. And I understand that you know we're trying to be not reading too far into subtext and things like that. But it's kind of hard not to with everything else going around. Um, but let's say even beyond that. Um, this implication that or this idea that there was this massive shootout that nobody heard about that the news was not going to report on because the media is out to get the cops and we are creating this narrative about how awful cops and police are that's redundant um and i mean the whole post is just absurd it's in the previous episode if you want to listen to that but it's Runs down different things of like how there's wolves in the street, uh, how he is a hero for, in fact, not killing an unarmed black man, which is maybe the basis of the job is to just show up and not kill people. Um, I mean, we have yet to see any further news on this. I know that KBJR, our local, um, not CBS, but one of the local affiliates of Major News, um, came out with a story that says that they have tried to reach out to Officer McShane. He has denied any comment further. Um, I've since learned that, since last night and found more proof of what happened in his previous case, that he botched a um, drug offense by tampering with evidence, lying, and eventually had to have the case thrown out. Um, So, this is not the first instance where we would call into question the legitimacy of something that he is presenting. Uh, Something to definitely look at, I mean, if we have a known uh, liar on the force and now they are making these bold claims of what is happening in Duluth, we should really check out the, um, or at least verify the truth of what he is saying. If it isn't fact true, like we need to seriously look at Duluth and see how we are having massive shootouts and nobody knows about it. Um, we've re- we reported on a shooting from two weeks ago where two shots were fired into a side of a house. Uh, but nothing on this 17-shot shootout. And that's, I mean, that's something that not only w- should be reported on, but if it happened in the way that it is described in the post where there are people running around the town trying to flee for safety, trying to get help anything. Someone anywhere would have heard about it. Uh any neighbors would have been talking about it. We're a fairly small town of only 90,000. It's not it's not easy to keep a secret, but especially something as big as that. Like how do you mask 17 gunshots in the middle of the night in Duluth and then no one knows about it? How do you How do people not hear people running around in the street screaming away from gunshots and then there's not a story generated from it? Like That just seems downright absurd in so many ways. Um, So to follow up with that um, initial post, what we've seen today from our uh, Duluth police chief, Mike Tuscan, who has posted on his own personal, not personal, I guess, but like fan page where you can just go and like it not be friends with him, which I don't really understand why we need to have one for the police chief, the police union, the police department, and all of these other separations, but we do. And he has over now 7,000 people following just his page. I believe it's exploded quite a bit since this first initial viral post went out from Matt. Um, just like yesterday, I'm going to read the entire post that uh, was posted here by Mike Tuscan. I'm using Mike Tuskin because that is what is in his Facebook page. Um, I'm not trying to be informal and say Mike instead of Michael. This is what he has written, so um, I'm just going to go with that. Anyway, uh, this is posted 13 hours ago. It's currently 3:08 p.m. on August 29th. So again, we're releasing major statements like from our chief of police or from our police department in the middle of the night, like. This should be a relatively big deal. This is maybe the biggest and most viral thing to come out of Duluth. The initial post, um, last I checked, was just over 59,000 shares. That was hours ago, though. Like It could very easily be up over 60 at this point. Um, Over 70, who knows? But this is maybe the most viral thing to come out of Duluth in a long time. So why are we responding to it in the middle of the night on yet another Facebook post instead of making some kind of actual claim, like coming out and talking to the media, talking to the citizens, because the way that the entire initial post came off was just threatening and scary. Anyway, now that I've overly described that yet again, um, here is Mike Tuscan's post in its entirety. Yeah. Um, so he- Anyway, here it is to start. Uh, I shared a post by one of my sergeants who shared his raw emotions and hurt of having to wrestle with making a split-second decision in a near deadly force encounter while responding to a very dangerous shooting incident. He feared his. I'm sorry. He shared his fears and frustration. It was raw and real. There was no intention to make our communities feel less safe, and I know the sergeant serves admirably, and is a respected member of DPD who knows the importance of building relationships in the community. I have received messages from members of the community, including our communities of color, whose lived experience with police is one of one, sorry, whose lived experience with police is one that is guarded to trust and rooted in experiencing historical trauma at the hands of police from past and present. In sharing this post, I did so from the perspective of sharing the struggles officers face that is seldom seen. I sat with officers after deadly force encounters more than a handful of times in the past nearly three decades, and I have seen the tears, angst, worry, and second-guessing that officers experience in the aftermath, tearing them apart from the inside out. Officers hope and pray they don't ever find themselves in this position. Officers are experiencing a period of time today that has them questioning if the work they do and the sacrifices made are making a meaningful difference. Officers are experiencing disrespect and anger from community members who are frustrated at the institution of policing. Officers are holding their breath at calls, hoping all will go well. I have witnessed more tears from officers this year than from all my years past. Good officers are quitting this profession because they are experiencing significant stress and fear of making an error that will lead to an unintended tragedy, resulting in sanctions against them and bringing unrest to their community and organization. Officers understand they should be held accountable and they expect due process. Officers fear due process may not be afforded to them in a rush to judgment. We are in a period of long overdue social justice change. Police need to be better and policy yeah policies and practices need to change uh systemic racism is in numerous institutions and must end breaking down barriers to accessing employment education health care and housing must be a priority we must heal and come together and move forward as a nation moving forward means we lead with our hearts and listen hear and understand each other by respecting and embracing what makes us the same and different and build a deep appreciation for one another this department has a long history of working in the community to build relationships and we cherish them as the leader it was not my intention to cause further hurt and traumatize our community members and i'm deeply sorry my actions were insensitive and hurtful and thus ends mike Tuskins' chief mike tuscan's post um a lot less viral than the initial posts only about 520 racks 130 shares Litany of comments, most of them supportive. I'll quick kind of scroll through some of them here while I have it. There does seem to be some blowback in here. Um, It's about half and half as to who who is saying good things and who is saying, like, why are we doing it this way? So it seems to be a toss-up between the citizens on the post of who is saying what in support and what is against but let's just take a quick look through and hit some of the highlights here. Um, he starts off with saying that I know this sergeant serves admirably and is a respected member of DPD. I don't understand how you can say that while also knowing that this person is on their last line, that they falsified information, they tampered with evidence, and was nearly costed their job for lying. So are they a respected member? If this is what is respected, then what are the non-respected members or what is the baseline here? Like you can just lie and screw up someone's life and that's still a respected member. Um, Then we just continue on here. Uh, we're talking about the officers feeling all of these tears, angst, worry, and second guessing themselves and all this. And I get it. I understand. Like it. it certainly probably is really stressful to hear constant like, degrading things about your workplace, constant uh, things of fighting against you and what you are doing. It, it, you are not alone in that, though, as police officers, and frankly, you signed up for it. Um, you knew this from years ago. We had, uh, throughout the early 90s and 80s, how many different um, musicians, NWA and others, just straight up fuck the police. This is nothing new. We used to hate cops. We would have... The outlaws the bandits the robbers would all win and then it was from the false patriotism of 9 11 on that brought on this worship of anything in a uniform to a really disgusting point um and this isn't to say the cops were great in the 90s because there's a reason why we had all these protests back then and the crime bills um, from biden and others have really really screwed this up even further it's also fascinating that the police seem to think that they're the only ones who are being attacked in their jobs. When we're seeing more and more essential workers, healthcare workers, whoever else being attacked while working. Uh, there was the Burger King drive-through worker who was shot and killed uh, because his hamburger did not come fast enough. There have been multiple healthcare workers attacked, car tires slashed, uh, protest against them. There have been cashiers attacked. I worked as an essential worker at a local co-op and it, it was a daily occurrence of somebody uh, either trying to verbally threaten me, call me stupid, um, degrade everything that I do for trying to enforce the rules that were not mine that I made, or anything else. It got to the point where I eventually had to leave the job. It, it was not worth what I was getting paid to deal with that amount of stress. And granted, I could make more money on unemployment, but I do like working. And just having that much pressure and that much at work was just insurmountable. It was an everyday struggle, everyday fight. I mean, throw in the other fact, if I was in the midst of um, preparing to have a kid, I was high risk, still technically am. And so was my partner because she was pregnant. So it was just easier to stay at home, save for the baby and do that. But cops, like, yes, you get yelled at, so does every other job. This is nothing that's out of line. We yell at city councilors. we yell at politicians, we yell at any public servant. Why are we not able to question cops ever? It just seems absolutely ridiculous that we can never talk back to cops at all. And if we do, then they're going to go and make posts that will sound extremely threatening to the community and demand that they get the recognition that they feel that they deserve when they already get it. They have cop weeks, they have floods of support. There's people donating things at such a regular basis they almost never have to pay for food anymore. They get discounts everywhere except Pizza Luce now, which that was its own big giant fiasco too. Um, people were receiving death threats at that Pizza Luche uh, once they announced they were end the police discount. There were some friends that I have, workers there, that contacted me saying that they were, in fact, receiving voicemail or phone call death threats over ending a police discount for pizza. Which, I mean, is it really necessary? (laughs) Especially when so many different pizza places are donating them pizza on a regular basis. Um, There's quite a few that were just readily handing out food to the cops. Which, again, fine. As a social service and donation, if that's what you want to do fine. But the way the cops are set up right now, I don't know why or you would need to donate to them when there are other things in need. Um, one of the biggest points that I really, really want to discuss and talk about and one of the biggest arguments I see from police and cops is we have all this crime and there's so much crime going on and we're living in what feels like a lawless society. And We have tried this answer of more cops, more money spent on cops, have cops do more stuff. Cops now are your mental health experts, your homelessness advocates, your drug workers, your everything. Like they're responsible for way more than what a cop should reasonably be expected to be responsible for. And it's partly on us for believing that cops could handle us and partly on them for saying that they would do it while demanding all of this money from cities. Um, we've shorted so many other programs, social work programs, and other things that would largely be really beneficial to stopping these problems. Like, why is theft going up so much? Well, probably because homelessness and poverty are increasing at such a rapid rate that that's all we have left to do is steal. Like, we're at a point where the food shelves are running out. The Need in capitalism to continue to buy stuff and consume and the pressure to do so is outrageous But also we've created a job and work market where you have to have internet you have to have a phone You have to have all of these things in order to just get a job and if you don't have them You're gonna steal them. So yeah, like in order to survive in many of these cases crime is going up Is the answer to go after that crime with more punishment, more violence and a cyclical process of imprisonment? No. Like We have workers out here that take care of this. I've done street outreach work myself. I've sat with people who should have had the cops called on them. But we worked it out without the police. And it resolved itself. Am I saying that this is the end-all answer for every single situation? No because there are some things that street outreach will not be able to handle in the same way. There are things that cops will not be able or should not handle. Like it needs to be dispersed around. We need to defund the police and fund other things that are massively in need with homelessness and everything else going up. We're spending an unbelievable amount on cops to get riot gear, to get tanks, to get Jeeps and Humber's and everything else. When, when, We have people who don't have food. Like, what are you protecting yourself from? You have so much money and so much gear, and we are all so poor, we can't even afford weapons to protect ourselves. So what are you afraid of? Like, I just don't understand. The system of capitalism is broken and is causing people to steal, to take, to get whatever they can to just survive. And then in doing so, we are beating and killing them and it's insane like it's absolutely insane that we've gotten to this point these people are not out hurting other people they are not out killing other people they're stealing food they're hurting property of billion dollar companies that i mean it's insane that, that we are killing people over like 30 dollars of theft from target target's going to be fine we've all stolen from target at some point in our lives anyway um, that's kind of the rundown of everything in Tuscan's post. I mean, it's it's dumb. It's all dumb. Like I don't understand what DPD is doing. Whoever is running their PR and approving these posts, it, it's just a nightmare. Like, who who thinks it's a good idea to make a Facebook post at two in the morning describing what is maybe the biggest incident to happen in Duluth, police in a long time, and this is how you respond to it, which is a, uh, eh. A me basically, like I don't get anything out of this like it, you talk about due process for cops you talk about holding cops accountable you talk about why wasn't Adam hewitt held accountable why wasn't anything in our force like ever held accountable everything that comes up and gets talked about the tear gassing the Adam Hewitt the officers who grabbed the kid out of the car a month ago um the people who the cops who like handcuffed the guy to stretch it it might be the same incident, but either way it's None of these have been responded to. None of them have been held accountable. We committed war crimes on our own citizens and then don't ever talk about it. So, where is your accountability? Like, you make all of these statements that sound great, but there is literally zero follow up in seeing what you are saying. And that is a major problem that we are having from this. So, to recap both things super quick, it's a problem that we don't know about these 17 shots that were fired. It comes from an officer who is a known liar. Chief Tuscan's follow-up is not great and doesn't really address or solve anything. And it's just more empty statements of, we're doing the right thing, I promise. Well, if that was the case, we wouldn't be where we are now. Anyway, that's a quick wrap-up of the two big uh, Duluth Police Department posts that have gone around last day. If this continues, we will continue to talk about the Duluth Police Department in these posts. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about the police department anyway because, well, there's kind of a lot of shit going on with cops right now. Um, Let's see. Uh, Other just community happenings around town and good things to know. Um, We're all out of work. We're all broke, and it really sucks. So there's some cool spots potentially hiring. I've put out an ask for people to see what local businesses are hiring and who is looking for work. Let's see if I can find where that went. I know that there was, there was REM, which is a TBI or mental health type housing facility. They're looking for help. Um, HDC is hiring a full-time peer support specialist, mental health practitioners, and mental health rehab workers in their ARMS, A-R-M as in Michael, H-S, ARMS department in Duluth. Uh, that's a good, good group of people. I've done a lot of work with arms workers uh, through Dorothy Day. And other stuff. they are super, super helpful to the people they've been assigned to. And they need more people because to tie into the defunding cops and needing more help, we need more arms workers because we need more help. So it, it'd be great to have it out there. Is it my favorite answer? I don't know. I don't I've ever had an arms worker assigned to me. But I know it's helpful to a lot of people. Um, I know that serious... I believe it was in at C-I-R-R-U-S, Cirrus Aircraft in Duluth, is also hiring. They are almost always hiring. Um, I know the co-op is still looking for spots, I believe both at Denfeld and Hillside. Um, I am fairly certain Target and any other big box retails are still looking, but take with a caution of maybe they're not following COVID practices the best, as far as I know. Like It looks like they are doing a good job of wearing masks, but it seems kind of shocking that all of these bars and restaurants can close down in a day, but somehow target with the litany of people are that have been in it and going to it has somehow never had a case or shut down. This is my own conspiracy theory talks and whatnot, but who knows anyway. Um, so that seems to be kind of a quick rundown of different places to look for work in this week. Um, not much for inactions or orgs this week. We had the Pence protest yesterday. It seemed to go pretty well. Um a good response by all. We're getting a mixed response from the populace on news posts. It seems mostly half and half. Like good support and then a lot of your, you know, generic trolls that we get here in Duluth. It's just great. Um, I'm going to try to keep this under a half hour here. Oh, I still got eight minutes left. I'm fine. All right. So... Just to wrap everything up here then, that's um, kind of everything we have for today. Um, as far as local politics go, if we are looking at more progressive DFL candidates, we do still need some help with Ashley Grimm, Jen McEwen, uh, phone banking, donating, and kind of getting word of mouth out if you've got time to share a Facebook post, if you got time to talk about them with a friend, anything that is super helpful. Um, they're both just fantastic candidates. and running on a good progressive agenda for both of them so if you're listening to this if you're agreeing with the cop stuff you're probably gonna like them too um tina smith's up on the ballot still that's dfl i guess um and then there's quinn nystrom coming up against pete stauber which will be a very very important race because we need to get rid of pete stauber oh boy do we need to get rid of pete stauber but that's a battle for later Anyway, that's it. So again, real quick there, Jen McEwen, Ashley Grimm, um, Tina Smith, Quinn Nystrom, they all have Facebook or web pages easily Googleable, easily findable. And there's also SD seven DFL uh Facebook page, which I need to get back to updating more frequently. Um but that's it. That's all I have for today and everything we got. Hopefully this starts to work and take off. Um Something I'll look at in the future, and we'll need, is I will probably start asking for some donations, or set up a Patreon or some kind of shebang like that, because uh, this RSS feed does cost money per month. It's nothing outlandish. It's like five to ten bucks a month, um, but being on the super tight limited income that I am on, it would be nice to, you know, have that supplemented in some way. But we will see what we can do. Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day, and. You know, solidarity, comrade, and all that. Bye.